Oh yes. Hello everyone. It is time for the show you've been waiting for. The show you've waited this long to download, and we promise not to disappoint. It's Ed. It's Sean. It's Kingster. And welcome to episode 210, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Ed, what are you looking at your phone for? I want to make sure which episode 210 it is. Okay. <laughs> very, very rarely. I'm usually the one that's kind of fiddling with my phone while we're doing the show or getting ready to do the show. And you're always like, ready? This is the first time I had to look over and go, why is it scrolling on his phone? It was, <laughs> did he get an email? Do we have to like wait? And, no, just check, double check and make sure it's episode 210. Yes. I did, right. see, I did see it earlier and then I'm like, yeah, it's 210. And I'm like, Am I right? Usually <laughs> I'm wrong. Let me find out. <laughs> hey, well, um, that's Ed. I'm Sean. And you're listening to Geeksters. That's all. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm here in part one. Um, again, welcome to the show. Yes. You can usually hear it live on Sunday night starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Center Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, or tune in. Just to track Aquanet Radio and those apps. Um. Here we talk about our weeks. Uh, Ed talks about his uh, further adventures in... Cutting the cord. Cutting the cord. Uh, Stacy and I talk about binge-watching some TV shows and a movie review of our number one movie of the week. That's right. In the top five box office movies. Man. That's right. Um, before we get to the, uh, before we get to the uh, thing... Um, the thing? The thing, the episode. <laughs> um, the, I'm going to tease something we're going to put at the end. Ah. Of, of the of this episode is that Stacy and I did start to watch a show called Steampunked. All right, um, I'll talk more about that in in the in at the end of part one here when we come back. How exciting! Uh, yeah, not really. Oh. I mean, I'll try to make it ex- exciting and fun, but uh, other than that, I I don't. I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, there you have it. I mean, you know, just is there anything else you want to add? Well, that's you've summed it up pretty nicely. Summed it up pretty nicely. Yeah, yeah, so. When it comes to summaries, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. argue with that. All right, folks, we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And as always, is hi, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, hi, everybody. How was everyone's week? I was okay. How was yours? Um, it was pretty uneventful, to be quite honest. Oh, okay. It wasn't really as exciting as the previous weeks, I guess, have been. All right. Kind of, uh, we did a lot of uh, binge watching, you might say. Okay. Um, we were binge watching on Netflix, uh, a new show, well, not a new show, obviously, but it's a show called Skin Wars. I think we talked about it. Did we talk about it last week? No, I think we started watching it after the show. Yes. Um, it's... Uh, take a show like Face Off, mm-hmm. where they do the prosthetics, except this is with body paint. It was a body paint competition. Oh, uh-huh, okay. It was hosted by, uh, I guess, the queen of body paint, Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> no. Um, and like I said, it's basically like, like the title says. Yes. People painting other people's bodies for cash prizes and tchotchkes. <laughs> tchotchkes. And stuff. Um it was really, really a good, good show. I was kind of quite surprised. Mm-hmm. Like the first season, I thought was great. Second season, not so much. Third yeah. season, I got better. Okay. No, he's doing the wrong order. He liked the first, liked the second, but hated someone in the second. To me, the third is what was kind of boring. Okay. 
Everyone's got their own taste. I can't, <laughs> like my my opinion is no, null and void anymore. Yeah. It's like you know he's got it all wrong because I can't like what I like anymore. Ed. No. <laughs> You're in a relationship now. You can't have your own opinion. I can't have my own things. No, <laughs> everything you got is mine. <laughs> and then we started. Um, uh, I was at work and I got a text like, "Hey, I just started watching season six of Five. America." Five. Sorry. Season five, American Horror Story, Lady Gaga is awesome, and I'm like, well, that's great because I haven't seen two through five. Like, <laughs> would you mind like starting at least starting season five over? Right. So she's like, sure. So we started watching that, and I gotta say, right now I haven't sh- her favorites, The Asylum. Mm-hmm. So by I guess product of default, f- season two will probably be my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, personally. I'm a big vampire fan, so mm. this one is right up my alley, and it's really good. Like, and Lady Gaga is like knocking out every time she's on the, the tube. Mm. I'm I'm mesmerized by her acting ability. I was like, wow, she is really, really, really good. Like, surprisingly, well, I'm, I'm surprised you use the word tube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people know what that is anymore. <laughs> on the TV screen, there you go. The monitor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I really enjoy the work that she's doing. Plus, when you you know, I'm also a fan of Matt Boomer. He's the guy who played Neil in White Collar, mm. and then he was in Magic Mike. And he's had like uh, recently we saw Magnificent Seven, and he was on screen for like ten minutes. He was the woman's husband who gets shot, which kind of sets off the whole. You might say he was it was a very important part of the movie because without him dying, it, it doesn't propel the plot of the movie. I guess <laughs> you know. So I guess he that's the way he thought about it. He's going to wait. I die in the first 10 minutes. Without me, there's no movie, so I'll sign on for that, yeah. you know? <laughs> but he plays, like, Lady Gaga's, like, boyfriend, and I use air quotes. Mm. Um, and to see him, like, he's not a huge star, mm-hmm. but to see him go toe-to-toe with Angela Bassett, and um, I can't think of the woman's name from Misery. Kathy Bates. Bates. Okay. Kathy Bates. She's in it, too, and to see him go toe-to-toe with her... It's like, it kind of, it's like, well, he's really, you know, he's a lot better than I think people give him credit for. Because mm. when you see, like I, like I, I compared that moment in um, A Few Good Men when Tom Cruise is going toe-to-toe with Jack Nicholson. And you go, Tom's kind of holding his own against Jack Nicholson. Right. And you kind of you kind of go, maybe I should take him a little bit more serious as an actor. So to see Matt Boomer do that with those people, I was like, wow, he's really, really good. But. Lady Gaga to me is the biggest surprise of all. I, mean, I knew she had talent, mm. you know, not only the singing department, but I knew she did some acting. But this is like a lead role for her, and she's just taking that script and just chewing it. She's just it's giving you so much, and I'm like the looks that she does and the way she moves. I'm going, wow, she must have studied like films like uh, Interview with a Vampire, The Hunger, you know, like all the classic, even a little bit of Lost Boys in there, mm. like all the classic vampire genre movies that everyone kind of knows and loves she kind of took a, it feels to me as a vampire fan a little bit of everything and melded into her own kind of vampire thing and i'm like this is really really good That's so good. like right now i'm saying out of the two seasons i've watched six is, five is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah you haven't seen season two yet so that's no, i haven't seen it. season two i haven't seen season three four i haven't i'm interested in seeing the freak show one because i like that one yeah um, the high, the the 
because you're a freak. I'm a freak. So <laughs> freak. <laughs> so I, I'm. I, that's my thing. I was like, I'm really enjoying it. But I'm sure when next time you see me, I'll be like, season two was the best, Ed. <laughs> it was the best. And then make look over her while she gives me a look like, you better say season two was the best. Or else I'm going to spank. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's what we've been doing. Just binge watching TV most of the time. I mean, trying to get a little gaming in here and there. Um, she started playing uh, Mafia 3 because she had nothing else to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was bored. So I texted him and I was like, can I, even though, normally I would wait for him to finish it before mm. I, I mess with it because I don't want what he's doing in the game to affect what I'm doing in it. Right. Um, but I was really, really, really bored. And his gaming selection is a little low these days, which is surprising for him. What? Oh, what? I'm go- Go I do have reasons for that. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Because I traded in a lot of my games to get, make sure I had some cash to pick up No Man's Sky. <laughs> and you know how that kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my games are very limited. Plus, being a... I always, like, when I talk to people, I'm always like, I grew up on computer games mm-hmm. before the internet. So a lot of games were single-player campaigns. There right. wasn't any... I didn't have an Xbox, and I kind of consider Halo kind of like the granddaddy of multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I missed the whole multiplayer aspect of it. And most of my friends didn't have... We all didn't have the same gaming systems because, again, you know, when you're when you're um, a single-player without internet, without, without network, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of figure, like, all right, well, I'll just do my own thing. So it's kind of grown exponentially well i mean i i i tend to agree with you i mean they that um halo made it more popular yes because i mean like uh uh uh, blizzard had an online game that you could play it was a single player campaign for the most part but you could go online and play other people by going onto their site and connecting with your game yeah and, and developing your character that way so you could you could play multiplayer but it wasn't as popular because people like wouldn't really connect to the internet too much. I mean, right. like AOL came out and everybody was doing dial up. That was those those kinds of days. Now that we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi routers, right? Yeah. Exactly, all that stuff now. All that equipment that you can easily play these games without like slowdowns or you're free, right. you're frozen, and you know, like all these battles are going on, and you're just standing there with your sword, <laughs> your magic, <laughs> yeah. just like frozen in time. Everybody's <laughs> just playing around you, like beating whatever, and you're just right. stuck because your modem's like. Uh, or frozen. you don't get this. Hey, when are you gonna be off? I gotta use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like a lot of my games are tend to be single player. Like Mafia Three is a one person game. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, while it's a six-person team, it's not couch co-op. So it's not like her and I can sit there together and play together. Mm-hmm. It's very you know limited, so she can jump on that too, but right. there's nothing we can do. Now, I know there's a game coming out this week that I'm picking up Friday that I know she'll just, I can just go, here, this is for you, and she'll be gone for hours, mm-hmm. you know, which is nice. Cause, what game is that? Um wait till the middle of oh, okay. till next okay. till when Ed does the, the releases. Okay. I'm like, this is news to me. You're buying a game for me to play? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, Surprise! I, I did not know that. <laughs> but I'm I mean, surprised too. I mean, uh, <laughs> but there, there are very, I don't have, even, like, I go through phases. Mm-hmm. When I had, uh, when I had extra cash to spend, it would be like, I'm going to pick this game up and pick this game up, pick this game up. Right. And I would have them, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a plethora? A plethora of games where I'm like bored. Like, I still haven't gone back to Deus Ex yet, and I'm a little kind of like, I was enjoying that game, but now it might be to the point where I'm like, 
fuck, I haven't played it in so long. I might trade it in to put it towards something else. Right. Like, and it's sad because I go, well, I'll eventually go back to that someday. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't get a lot of it in. So I might, like, I'm really enjoying Mafia more than I think Deus Ex, so I might trade Deus Ex in. Not that I don't like the game. It's just that I don't have time or the the energy to play mm-hmm. it sometimes. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll I'll just um maybe I'll just trade it in because there's a couple things coming out that I'm like, ooh, I really do want to get that one. That one looks good. Like Battlefield One's coming out and, and soon, and I'm like, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the advertising I've seen. I'm like, that looks really 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 good. You know, so I might you know have to kind of switch up some things. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, but I mean, other than that, like that's kind of what we're doing all week. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I've been working on the final phase of cutting the cord with with Comcast, <laughs> and I have to say, like, it, it was it was a lot of a lot of different changes going on. One of the things that we did was we bought Sling TV, which is uh, basically internet television. They have all the stations like USA, TBS, TNT, Lifetime, Bravo, uh, so on and so on. That you can get, and it's like thirty bucks. Well, actually, it's twenty five bucks. We there's well, actually, there's three three tiers. We picked the twenty five dollar tier because I had all the channels, and another five dollar one add on, which like had another cooking, I think it was Cooking Network or whatever. Right. Because one was Food Network, and the other one's Cooking right. Channel, and that we didn't have Cooking Channels for five dollars more with a few other channels we can get it. So I was like, we'll do that. And with with the twenty five dollar, you can stream up to three devices at one time. So that's was like, well, it's great because we both watch on different televisions, so it makes sense. So I set that up on Monday, and we're going through it, and it's not bad. I mean, you know, it's 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 regular live television that you're watching, and you're limited on what you can watch because of it doesn't have, like, the 800 channels that you had with Comcast. Right. So the other part was to set up the antenna. And I have to tell you, Air TV is, is a pain <laughs> in the ass because you want to try and get as much antenna. If you don't have an antenna outside your house sticking on. Which who does nowadays? Right. But if you don't have one of those, it's a pain because they have all those inner ones. There's one up here hanging up on the wall. It's a flat piece of, um, I don't know what the material is. It's, it's a hard plastic is basically what it comes down to. Okay. And it's a multi-directional thing. But people tend to slap it against the wall. Like how it is right there. Yes, yeah, so and that's how we set ours up. We, we slapped it all against the wall. So I'm, I don't really care. Like my, I'm in a basement where my television is. Right. So it's like the highest I can get to my wall, which is – I can actually touch my wall from, from me standing. I'm pretty short, right. but I can touch the top of it. And I'm like, that's as high as I can go with it. So that's why I slapped it on, basically. Right. So my wife, though, our walls are higher upstairs. So I'm trying to find. And there's points where you where you do like what they call auto-find on your television. You can set up okay, an auto-find, yeah. and it finds all the stations that are available. Well, here's the thing. If you don't place that antenna in a proper spot, Channels will drop like in a flash. Right. It's just like unbelievable. Like we had Channel Twelve. She wanted Channel Twelve with all the other stations, and I put it against the wall and I did the auto find. And there it was. I moved it maybe an eighth of an inch, and the channel dropped. Oh! <laughs> so it's like now I'm playing this game of holding it up <laughs> and doing the auto find. You know, my wife's doing the auto find. I'm trying to find the where I get the most stations from. So it's like all the way up, and it's like this wire is just dangling all the way down, and all. She's not really too happy about it, but I'm like, what? What can you do? I mean, but you wanted Channel Twelve, so you guys suck it up. <laughs> so we 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 did that, and then so Saturday was the day. I'm like, tomorrow, you know, I'm like that's right. This is know, the big weekend. This is the big weekend. We're gonna do it. So the whole time, I'm like, you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, we're gonna do this. So I got the three boxes, and I'm thinking, 
Comcast is going to pretty much like kiss our ass. <laughs> right. We go in there like, why are you getting rid of this? And explain that it's getting too expensive. And then hopefully they'll give us a deal or something like that. Nope. Nope. Didn't care. They did not <laughs> care at all. I put the three boxes on the, on the table. They scanned the barcodes, gave me a receipt to, you know, say that, you know, here's the material return. And it went over to another guy and, and I, he goes, I, I want to cancel my cable. I just want one internet. That's it. And he didn't say like anything, ask any questions. He just went through and he goes, what do you want to keep the current speed you have now? And I'm like, on the internet, on right. the internet. I'm like, well, how, what speed do I have? I'm not even really sure. Right. And he goes, you have 70 megabytes per second. And I'm like, 75 is not bad. You know, I'm like, like, we've been streaming now for the last two weeks. Right. With, with everything. And I'm like, it's been working pretty well. So I have to say that that does it. So he's going through, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, can I change it later? And he just gives me attitude. He's like, well, I have to know now. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, if I say 75 now, can I go like in two months go, you know what? It's not doing it for me. I want to up it. Can yeah. I do that? And then he goes, he, he does all this click, click, click on the mouse. You know, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. All of a sudden he goes, well, for this much money, I can give you 150 megabytes per second. And I'm like, well, that's what we were planning on paying. So right. let's do that. Let's, you know, let's double the speed. So it's like, all right, set us up. And, you know, and I'm like, well, how, what do I pay? Because my bill, they just sent it to me. Here's, right. here's the bill. How do I adjust the bill? So he goes, well, just pay over there if you want. You can do it now. My wife's like, well, let's pay it right now. Let's get it done over. And he said, just pay like $140, and then everything will, will change, and then you'll get a credit for. Okay, hold on. How much was your cable bill without the internet? Uh, without the internet? I mean, what? With, with what the, whole, had... the whole thing? Yeah. 190 bucks. Okay. So now you're walking up to pay 140. Was that just well? That's pay? that's just the one time like oh, okay. a transitional fee. You the, know? the hey, thanks a lot, douchebag. Now yeah. give us some money before since you know, we can't fuck you every month. Right. So I said, well, now your bill is going to be 92 something a month. I forget what the change was. All right. All so right. I'm like, oh, that's half the bill right there. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm cutting it in half. Half the speed, ha- half the half the price, double the speed on the internet. Exactly. So I was like, well, I was like, great. And he goes, yeah, when everything gets adjusted, you'll probably probably give you a credit or something like that, and then. From then on, it'll be 90, 92, something, right. whatever it was I said. And I'm like, okay. So we, we paid it, and, and I'm like, great. He goes, well, it takes 48 hours for everything to, to change over. And I'm like, of course, it's got to be business days. Right. Since it's the weekend, this doesn't count. So I'm like, great. We've just walked out. And I'm like, nobody nobody said anything. They were just like, they don't care. They were just like, and I'm like, you know what? I wanted to say, like, Fios is coming in my neighborhood. I just I actually got a card on Saturday <laughs> morning. Saying that coming soon, Ver- you know, Verizon FiOS is coming in your neighborhood. I'm like, so in like another two weeks, I could switch over if I wanted to, right. you know, and, and just say, screw you, Comcast altogether. Well, I think it's because a couple of reasons. Number one, I mean, the people you're dealing with aren't like personally invested. Yeah. It's not like Comcast is a startup company and they need every customer. So be like, oh, we lost one. We just signed on 10 more. So who cares about right. that one person? Uh Second, I think they have bigger problems than just you walking in, going, canceling at the moment. Well, that was the thing. I mean, <laughs> this article actually broke last week, now that you mentioned it, that they got caught basically putting services onto people's bills, um, I think within a six-month period, that, that they didn't authorize. People were getting premium channels. Right. They weren't. People were getting actually boxes put onto their system, which they didn't get the box. So they're like, oh, that's... Hey, we have a company party to go to. How are we going to pay for it? We'll just up. 
Ed's bill by like 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, They'll we'll, never notice. We'll do this section with, you know, everybody gets a new box, you know, right. and, and, and not tell anybody, you know, that's that's basically what it was. But they only got fined $2.3 million, which is a lot of money. A lot of money but in for the some grand, people. But the grand scheme of what Comcast rakes, probably if you if you sure. calculate it, I mean, it's in the billions. So that's like not even, that's like, it's like dropping you, a bucket. you throwing down 10 bucks and going, yeah, here you go. Here's, yeah. here's 10 bucks to pay off my fine or whatever yeah. right? I goes, small ticket it's fuck you money <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, two two and a half billion two and a half mil yeah uh, hold on i got that on me <laughs> <laughs> you got change for a five million dollar bill yeah, like, hundred 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 who threw this 50 in here <laughs> crumple crumple throw it on the ground hundred 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 <laughs> i mean so like in the grand scheme of things you dropping comcast to them is like Oh, we lost one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, well. <laughs> How many did we signed up this week? Signed up five new people. Oh, okay. At 150 bucks a pop. Yeah. His hundred and yeah, pittance. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let him go internet. Let him stream. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been interesting. Like I said, this next week's going to be the real kind of like, I think, proof of the whole thing. It's just the fact that we're not going to be able to rely to switch over because, like, this past week, We've been catching up on the new premieres, of course, of the CW. And right. Were, you know, the CW has a channel which you can download, but you can't see the show right away. You have to wait a day. Right. So it's a day behind. So every show I'm going to see, I'm going to have to wait for the next day to see the show. So I'm like, well, I got that. And we, we, we premiered everything. So, you know, uh, I'll get into the lat a little bit. The The fact is, is that it's interesting, but, like, it's it's getting – I think they're they're – panicking and I, actually there's a news article which will bring it okay. later to the show about what everything happening and the whole thing about uh, what oh about flash about oh okay okay arrow and okay. tomorrow I didn't, I didn't know where you were going with the connection with going from cw to it was all article. it's all it's all the cw okay. shows that we're going to talk about uh in, in the next hour um but it's the, the it was like it wasn't bad like i'm like i'm like it's kind of good but i'm like for a premiere you kind of expect something monumental to happen you know like to really start off the show you want you know the new season's going to give you that holy crap like how are they going to get through this season right, with this right, happening right. you know and uh apparently there's there's a lot of good things going but which like i said we'll get, yeah, we'll get that a little in a second later hour. but uh, all right it's interesting um but like i said though everything though i'm learning a lot more there's a lot more channels and one of the things i'm really proud of my wife open your mind is that what you're exactly saying? but i'm really proud of my wife because i i repair a lot of computers and 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 technology and a lot of people have to upgrade because they're forced to because their computer gets right, out of yeah. date so they always i recommend i have to rec- recommend the stuff or you know talk to people and and people are afraid of change it's, sure, it's the yeah. biggest biggest problem with anybody with technology and it's it's one of those things like my wife is not really one of those type of people that really gets into you're right yeah i know some i can't hear like sometimes i don't know exactly where the best part of the mic is on these ones I don't know if it's the top or the side or the top. The top, okay. Yes. I mean, so I'm, t- I'm hitting it, but I can't hear it. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, is this on? Like I was hitting. Am I, am I getting it? too much talk time? No, is that no, what it is? No, no, no. Play no. with my mic. No, no. And I'm then sorry. That way, I apologize. And ask you to interrupt. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. All right, I'm sorry. So, so I'm so. really proud of my wife. She's really adapting to this new. Like, she's adapting to change. To change really well. I mean, she's. She's quickly changing channels and knowing where to go and right. figuring things out. And, and it's just, it's really great because I know with like if I got a new computer like Windows 10, I would sit there for like a couple hours figuring how like I mean, right. so generally Windows, so you kind of get through it. But right. it's different. I mean, it looks different. They put their programs in different spots. You have to figure all that out and it takes a little bit. 
but she adapted it really well, so I'm really proud of my wife for that. So. Well, that that's great and all, but I also think that there's also the it was her idea to cut the cord. So yeah. if, if anything goes wrong, she can't yell at you for it. No, 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 no. See, that's the thing. You haven't figured out relationships. You've only, only been in a, I mean, you know, you guys have been in a relationship for years, but now you're living together. There's only been three months. When you get to a year and then she'll figure out a way to blame it on you. And you're like, now. I wasn't even, you're like, I wasn't even there. How the fuck am I to blame for this? I do that now. He just doesn't, it just doesn't get through his head. Yeah. You know, like, I, is he, everything is his fault. And he's like, well, it's not. I wasn't here. I didn't do that. It doesn't matter. It's your fault. And he, it's just not. His head's real, real, real hard. It's real. Hard. You knock on it. Me, Taurus. You know, Bull. Hard-headed. It's just real hard. Take a look with that. I'm going to beat it into him one way or another. She's going to wake up he's one day. Learn. She's banging me on the head. What? I'm just trying to get through to you. <laughs> Why did you hit me with the stove? Because <laughs> you just don't listen. <laughs> so I guess we'll know next next week would be yeah, kind of like, like though, I mean uh, it's it's like I said it's interesting because they also have a movie channel called Epics. Uh, I, I think you've seen that in Best Buy. Yeah, they yeah. always try to sell that off to you, and they're actually doing a free. Pre- I, th- I thought that was funny. They're doing a free preview weekend for Epics, and I'm going through, and the movies are like. They're current movies, but like stuff like I really wouldn't watch. Right. You know, like you know, like Scario. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in it's Scar- a good movie. I, I've you know, seen but most it's not like it. I'm like, ooh, Scario's on, like, let me watch this. Right. Like, you know. There's some older movies, you know, that I'm watching, like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I laughed at that. I always like that one. It's one of the comedies in the eighties I loved. Um, but then, you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I'm I actually like there's an MIT uh, uh, uh <laughs> it's yeah, okay. a channel from Ruku. That's real fascinating. You're never gonna watch it. I've been watching it. Really, what you learned watching the MIT channel? I am a stupid idiot. Yeah, That's there that. you go. So sooner or later, be like, I forget it. I... And then there's one called the Linda Channel, which is actually a school, apparently an online Linda school. channel. Linda, yeah, that's what it's called. Linda.com is the actual channel name on Roku, and it's actually uh, courses on um, uh, web development. Okay. It's a programming, and I've been actually watching some of that. And actually, that stuff I'm following, I'm like, right. oh, that's you know, that's pretty. I don't even think of that, or you know, like there's different uh, techniques to do. And I'm like, so I'm learning things. Oh, so I'm, are you going to apply that to our website? I'm going to try. Yeah. Wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> it's our stuff. I got to plug our stuff. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, uh, I guess I mean not a week probably. Let's see how it goes. End of November. Yeah, I, I mean, think. I mean, one week's probably not going to, but it's going to. I think the from now though till next Sunday, we're going to see how well I'm going to be. Like, you know, <laughs> like, because there's one, there's one major faux pas I didn't calculate on, and it's actually driving me crazy in the last two days. The one thing the Comcast Comcast boxes have, for the most part, have clocks in front of their <laughs> box. So I have no idea what time it is at any point in time because I always look at the Comcast box when I'm downstairs. If I Look over the account and see what time it is, you know. Now I don't have that. So I'm like, I have no idea what time it is. But you have a cell phone. And a watch. My watch <laughs> broke. My watch wristband broke. So it's in my pockets. So I don't think about pulling it out. And I, and then sometimes I'm forgetting where my phone is. I'm like, where did I put Ooh. that thing, you know? Well, now I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> a nice wall clock. That you put right on top of the TV. I'll make it like a My Little Pony clock. <laughs> get even with you. <laughs> That's your Christmas gift this year. For my, for my my little pony calendar, which I use, by the way. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> That's good. All the time. Oh, it's there. I love I love wall calendars, so why not? 
He has the the calendars on like a corkboard uh-huh. framed thing in his room. And I really want to move the corkboard frame thing because I want to hang stuff up on the wall. And because y'all have row homes up here, one of the whole walls is is cinder block. So yeah. I can't I can't, you know, tack anything to that wall. So that kind of limits where I can hang stuff at. So I asked him, I was like, can I take that corkboard thing down? <laughs> like, like, is it, it am I it? Is it like fastened to the wall forever? Or like, can I just unscrew some screws and take it down? And he was like, well, yeah, but where are you going to put the calendar? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I also, I also want to add this. I don't think I expressed it. That corkboard thing has been in my room for decades. Yeah. It is like, I mean, since I was a kid almost. So like I went through like my childhood, my adolescence, my you know, semi-adulthood, you know, yeah. I would call myself being an adult now, yeah, sort, of. sort of. So it's always been there. It's always been a part of my life. So when she's like, can I take that down? A part of me is like, yeah, I, I guess you could. But then it's like, I feel like as she's taking it down here, just, just my childhood going, no! <laughs> like, I mean, it's 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 weird. I'm like, all right. I mean, change is good. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm also thinking, too, because it's been stuck up there for so there, long. There's going to be a... There's going to be a big hole now, basically. Uh, yeah. or, or you're going to see two different color paints because of the... There's no sunlight well, That's already that. going to be the case because his mom painted the room but didn't take... The, like after he left, she painted it and now yeah, see, basically okay. looks like an aquarium inside of it. But <laughs> when if she didn't take it down to paint it, yeah. So when when I take it down, <laughs> I'm gonna have to put something else up, which is fine because I love wall art. So I have a ton of posters and and stuff that I can put in that space right. to make it where you can't tell that it's not painted right there. I really want to paint the room, but I haven't quite figured out how to touch that subject yet. So. See, see the, the the history of the room went obviously when I, I was uh, the firstborn kid. Mm-hmm. That was my room, so I went through like you know, I had a paint scheme, and then my sister ten years later had the room next door to me. Mm-hmm. You know, then when I moved out, she obviously because it's now the, the bigger room, the bigger room yeah. she moved into then, so she had some of her stuff up like like um, like there was a, a unicorn poster on the back of the door. That it, I, I only took down recently, like a few months ago, because it's the back of the door. No one really sees it but me, and I don't care. Like, <laughs> sure, that was your sister's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he told you, right? That was your sister's. So, so then when when she moved out, you know, got married, had her kids, my mom decided to use that room into a, so I guess a makeshift office for her. I don't know why. I think it was just you know, like I believe every. Everybody that lives together needs their own space. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like that that she was using that for her own space. She had like a little uh, office table that she had her laptop hooked up onto. And then she went through and she painted the room. Not only did she paint the room, but on one of the walls, she she loves dolphins. Mm-hmm. Loved, past tense, because she passed away. But so the the whole one wall is this underwater mural of, of you know, the wallpaper art of dolphins it really looks like i'm fucking living in the little mermaid cartoon because it is just giant you know this giant mural of being underwater now when i moved back home, i want to go with those fat heads of like sebastian no 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 it's a no i just said that's what i want to do what a kitchen so like when i moved back home it was supposed to be it was supposed to be temporary uh-huh. Um, because uh, you know, but then my mom passed away suddenly, so I was like, "Well, I don't know what to do. I don't want to leave my dad by my by himself." Right? Yeah. So it became this like, well, "I'm I'm here," but it's also I don't I, I don't really want to touch the wall, right? Because I'm just going to live with it. But on the other wall, she also she also painted like a, a beach 
scene herself. Like mm-hmm. she did, you know, like waves and stonework and stuff like that. I mean, it was it's nice, you know, for a person who doesn't really have an artistic background. Okay, it's nice, but she didn't take down the cork board. She just kind of painted up to that part, down and around it, and then continued on. So she never took it down. So like, and painted everything else. So it's probably going to be like white wall. Really clean white wall, white wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <you> know, <laughs> so it's one of those things. Like she's like, well, "Can I take that down?" I'm sitting there going, "Okay, well, it's been up there. For, it's been up there for so long. It is how old it is. How old is it? It's so old that you remember Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yes, first season. Yeah, Riker didn't have a beard. Yes. Okay. Well, I had I was collecting card packs, and one of the stickers was beardless Riker. Season two, he had the beard. Yes. I went in with a pen and drew in the beard. (laughs) So it goes back to what, like 86? Yeah. So that sticker has been on there since 1986, faithfully. (laughs) You know, and there's a couple other little things. Like I had like one of those temporary tattoos at Black Widow. You know, going through like, you know, my childhood and my teenage years. and This is where Jeremy Hoff is buried. Right. (laughs) No. The map. (laughs) So it's like, okay, well. I can bring that down. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do the wall thing. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, it's one of the, it becomes that kind of sensitive area. Like, well, what point do I reclaim the room as our room now? Yeah. Versus paying the, you know, respect that my mom left it like this. Yes. It's a very thin dance. Cause I'm like, obviously, cause my dad's already like, well, whatever's in the house, you guys don't want to get, you don't want, let's just get rid of it. Cause it's going to get, it's going to leave the house sooner or later. Yeah. You know, it seems like might as well get it sooner than later. So it's it's that kind of oh, when do when do I when do I take like when do I get that hot steamer, move everything out of the room, and go? Okay, this wallpaper's coming down, you know, <laughs> and then see what's behind it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the big pain in the blood get out is there. I'm like, I don't remember that as a kid. <laughs> it's every time you turn up the lights, it's neon green yeah. glowing, you know. It was subliminally put there. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't see that when I was a kid. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the next evolve of the room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so. right. Anything else? Um, No, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think, you know, uh, no, that's uh, oh, okay. know, anything. If that's the only word we want to talk about on air. Uh, the only thing I want to talk about on here. Her and I did go to the movies this weekend. Yes. So uh, why don't we find out where the movie we saw hits on the top five. All right, here we go. Oh, segue. Oh. All right, it's the top five movies. Number five was the number three movie of last week, Deep Water Horizon. It made six point three five million over the weekend and forty nine point three overall in the three weeks release with a hundred and ten million dollar budget. Ooh, that's not good. I, I I mean I don't know. Like I, she's really interested. That's the Mark Wahlberg oil rig yeah movie. I. She wants to see it because why? I w- okay. I've heard from a couple different people that it was a good movie. These people mm-hmm. are Mark Wahlberg fans, though. Okay. So I don't think that he can do any wrong in their eyes. Right. I'm interested in seeing it, but I, because I'm from the Gulf Coast, I know people that really do work on oil rigs. Like mm-hmm. they go out and spend months at a time and then come back for a couple weeks and they go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, quite a few people that do it. Right. So I'm kind of interested in seeing it. But a part of me thinks it's going to make me worry about my friends because it doesn't – it's not like a, a nice oil rig movie. Like bad things happen to the oil rig in the movie, and right. I don't really want to worry about my friends. So I'm kind of interested in seeing it, 
because I've heard good things about it. I mean, I know it hasn't made a bunch of money, but sometimes the movies that I like don't make any money at all, and yeah. I still like them. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if I want to open that can of worms. And w- <laughs> Did your oil wig blow up this weekend? Because I've seen Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know if I want to go down that road. Wow. So I haven't decided yet. <laughs> okay. right, so what came in at number four? Number four was the number two movie of last week, Miss Peregrine's Home for Particular Peculiar. Children. Peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> They're particular to me. <laughs> That's why they picked him for that movie. All right. Peculiar Children. They made $8.9 million over the weekend and 65.8 overall in the three weeks release with a $110 million budget. Yeah, that's not doing really well either. Um, number three was the number one movie of last week, The Girl on the Train. It made $11.9 million over the weekend and 46.5 overall in the two weeks release with a $45 million budget. So made a profit. Uh, expect uh, the return trip. The return Girl on a train, train two. <laughs> Number two was a new release, Kevin Hart, What Now? It made $11.98 million over the weekend, and that's where it sits with a $9.9 million budget. So that's uh, already making money. Yeah. Like well, for good for him. Uh, we plan on seeing it next weekend, so All we'll right. probably have a review for it. All right. Number one is also a new release, The Accountant. It made $24.7 million over the weekend. Wow. That's where it sits with a $44 million budget. So. I, I mean, it might break even after, when everything's all said and done. Uh, that was the movie we saw this weekend. So ah. we saw the number one movie this weekend. Oh, yay. Uh, yeah, the three, me, her, and my father, we all went to the movies. Nice. Um, I really liked this movie. Really liked it. I thought it was it was good. I had one problem with it, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that for after Stacey gives her review of it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was had nice, some nice twists to it. Um, I, I I don't know. It, for me, it kind of felt like could they sequelize it? Yeah, maybe, but it, as a standalone movie, it was really good. Can you give us a basic plot? Basic or? plot is um, Ben Affleck is a an accountant, mm-hmm. but he seems to be an accountant that works with. If you need someone who is trying to find their lost money, he's the guy to call. But it's not just hey, I can't seem to find this hundred dollars in my account. Where is it? It's Drug dealers, cartels, you know, ISIS. It seems to be like all these players where it, you kind of wonder, like, how is this guy involved in all these things? Or mm. or why is he so good? Why isn't he dead? Like, right. you figure, like, if you're working with these kind of heavy hitters, once you find a mistake in their money, you're expendable. Right. So, and then there's, um, so you, it's kind of about him. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, J.K. Simmons plays like a I forget what what his his uh, actual title was, Commissioner uh, Gordon. He, he works for the Treasury. Yes. Okay. And he kind of gets this um, kind of protege because he's getting ready to retire. He brings this girl in, and he wants her to find uh, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Is that the no no Anna Kendrick? Kendrick? I'll tell you what the he gets hired by this corporation to find this money that seems to be missing. Mm-hmm. $60 million worth of missing money. Okay. Right. Anna Kendrick is the person who stumbles upon it first. Okay. Which causes the inquiry, which gets him to be hired. Okay. And between he, she spends months trying to figure out where it is. He doesn't like overnight. This is where the money's coming in. And, but here's the thing is he's a high functioning, he's got a high functioning autism. Mm-hmm. So he has like, he's very meticulous, very, reason why he's really good with numbers because that's the part of his brain that works and he's got his 
his tics, his, his rituals and things like that. And through the movie, you see like his flashbacks of his childhood and, and who he is now. And he kind of, I, I don't, I don't want to give too much away because it's really, it's, that's kind of the plot. And then okay. something happens and he finds out what's going on with the money. But then all of a sudden, as in all kind of these movies, someone wants to get rid of Anna Kendrick and him. Mm-hmm. The problem is people, most, most, the, the company that hired him think he's just a regular accountant. They don't know that he is also trained in mixed martial arts. He's also really okay. good shooting. So he, you know, and because of his background as a child, his, you know, he has these these skills. Mm-hmm. So there are some really really good fight scenes mm-hmm. with him hand to hand combat. Knows how to shoot a gun like a the fifty caliber. Mm-hmm. I think he was shooting like you know as a sniper, and it was. There is this one scene where like he beats the crap out of this guy in his bathroom, and the flurry of punches that he gets. Now, granted, I know it's movie fighting, mm-hmm. but it looked he looked brutal, and he still has that Batman build to him. Mm-hmm. And he, knowing he's six three, mm-hmm. and knowing he looks like he is just solid, like in, in Batman v Superman, you really didn't get a sense of his size. Like yeah, you kind of yeah. saw it in yeah. the costume, and you go. Okay, but people can go, oh, it looks like he's just padding or whatever. Right. But when you see him in this movie, you go, oh, my God, he's a fucking beast. Mm. Like, I, I mean, it was scary just kind of see him just standing there. And, and he's, because of the autism, he's not very expressive. So it, he's very, like, cold. Not, I wouldn't say cold, but very emotionless as far as facial mm. expressions go. So there are moments where you go, oh, my God, given the right role, he could play a perfect, like, psycho killer in a movie. Okay. Like, because the way he's built and how scary he can come across, it was really, really good. I, you know. Um, I really liked it, too. Mm-hmm. There's an, an issue that Sean has with it that it's, at, it's actually my exact same issue. Um, okay. And I guess you can get into that in a minute. But um, the only other problem that I had really didn't have anything to do with the movie. It, Sitting between Sean and his dad, they figure stuff out in movies really fast. I'm not that good at it. I haven't seen as many movies. I don't have the movie knowledge that they do. They're really good. Like, mm-hmm. watch first few minutes of it. They got the plot. They know who the bad guy is. They know everything. It's all figured out, right? <laughs> so at one point, Sean says something that I'm not going to... I will not spoil it for everyone else. I, 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 so he says it under his breath very quietly. And I kind of sort of heard it, but I was like, well, maybe that's not what he said. And then he says it again. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that, but I do now. And then his dad says it two times. And I'm like, y'all both just spoiled this for me. <laughs> I did not have that figured out yet. Can I just enjoy the scene where it, it, you're like, oh, that's the moment that I really wanted to have. 15 minutes prior to that moment is when they mess it up. And thanks, guys. I'm not as smart <laughs> as this as y'all are. It, okay, now that's that aside, the problem, well, she's the one who brought it up. And I don't. I, yeah, I mean. So I mean, <laughs> you really should kind of um, take it, and I can okay, elaborate. Okay, so in the movie, mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah. Look at me saying her name right. Um, in the movie, she is the person who discovers a problem with the company's books that Ben Affleck is hired for, right? Yeah. And she seems to have like this this semi large role in the movie. Uh-huh. I don't really know why. Like we were in the car and I was telling him she could have been her whole role could have been taken out. She could have been taken out. All the entire thing that has to do with her could have been taken out and the movie still would have flowed flawlessly. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I don't really understand 
why she had this big of a role because you know ben Aff- the people are gunning since he already gave that away the company is coming for ben affleck and hers character and you know he kind of goes to save her and and there's this this big deal about it but it's like why she's not that important to the grand scheme of the plot of the movie right. you know so it kind of felt a little funny that she was in it and that her not necessarily her but that her role was there like why did they put that in there? Well, the the thing is probably I'm, I'm only guessing because I had never seen the movie and I have no idea. But I can imagine is, is that since Ben Affleck's character doesn't have like facial expressions and, and like, um, you know, he's like kind of cold and calculating in a way. Maybe she's like the audience reaction, like like I'm sure uh, she's not because she's not trained in any of that. It's, I mean, I'm only guessing. No, no. She, OK, I'm going to say it's. First, seeing Anna Kendrick in a predominantly dramatic role mm. is a little weird for me, only because I see her in mostly comedies. Yeah. So when you see an actor that you associate with one style of movie in a completely opposite, it's a little distracting for me. Mm. And now that's not saying anything that she's a horrible actress. She's good in the role, but the problem is, is that she plays, like like she said, you could have taken her completely out. It's got nothing to do with her being the voice of the audience. She, to me, felt like the standard female in distress, the damsel in distress role, mm. because she comes across it. It's like, yeah, you know what? She found the problem, which made the company hire Ben Affleck. But someone else could have found that problem and hired him. And it's the 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 outcome could have just been like a walk in park going. Yeah, this person are 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 what do you call it? Our financial department found this mistake. So we called you because you were. He was, um, I'm going to say, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. He was recommended mm. by this other person to hire him to find that money. So you could throw, that could be a throwaway line. That's why he's hired by this major corporation. Mm-hmm. Her finding it and then her being put in danger and then him having this, this he's very cold. He's very, you know, like, oh, this is my persona. But he's also kind of working with someone else who kind of gives him you might say like a uh, mission impossible, your mission if you choose to accept it kind of kind of mm-hmm. thing. He's gonna burn his his um his identity mm-hmm. and move on to his next identity because he has to keep moving. Right. And and so you kind of feel like at this moment it's like, well, I know they're coming for me, so they must be coming for her. I have to do the right thing and go save her, mm-hmm. even though at the expense of my own life. Okay. Kind of moment. And you're just like so basically, she's reduced to damsel in distress role. I mean, kind of, because normally with the damsel in distress thing, there's like a love interest there. You know what I mean? So like in the movie had like a love interest started mm-hmm. and she went through the to the end of the movie with him. It would totally make sense. But it was kind of like her role came. She did her thing. And then up until like the last scene of the movie, she's nowhere to be found. She's not important. No one talks about yeah. her. None of that. It's not like Ben Affleck like falls in love with her or anything like that. Mm. It's not like she like um, helps his autism in any kind of way. None of, and she's kind of awkward too. So it's not even like she's this gorgeously normal girl who just kind of is really good with numbers. There's, there's no, there's not like a real connection between them or anything like that. Mm. It, it was, it's just kind of awkwardly placed. Okay. Yeah. It, it, oh, it, the way movies are being done nowadays, how everyone. Like I know we talk about diversity and having make sure that the plethora of actors and actresses are not just standard white guy. Mm-hmm. With I think that almost she was kind of thrown in to go, we need a girl. 
You know, like even though J.K. Simmons hires, um, brings in this girl to try to find him, her part's also small. So is J.K. Simmons. Part. Yeah, but her part is much more important right, to the it is. story. Like much more. If they yeah. would have took her out, there would have been some missing yes. stuff in there for me. I'd be like, well, yeah. why? And it just seemed to be like, I mean, like again, not taking away from Anna's Kendrick's acting ability or the the job that she did. I think she did a fine job. She she helped in the movie. I didn't connect with her, not because I'm a guy, but just because I was like, okay, it's Anna Kendrick. I see where you're going with the plot, and it kind of gives you that 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 his character has like a high moral ground, mm-hmm. believe it or not. But you know, so I can kind of see why he makes a decision to kind of save her, air quotes. Mm. But also, if she was never a part of it, it wouldn't have mattered because his high moral ground still, regardless of her being in it, was still there. The, his his motive to do what he did in the movie is there regardless of her being there. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, like, it, like, I, like I said, you could have taken her, you could have cut all her scenes out and she could have been a walk and roll just to kind of propel the story and not have the t- company go after her too okay. to get him to switch because they, in the movie, they go after him first. Right. So it's like, you could have just wiped her out. They, they, you know, it was just like, Oh, but it was still a decent movie. Like it was really, really good. It was very good. It was very, um, it's like one of those movies for me, it's really hard to watch a movie over again. If Mm -hmm. there's this huge plot twist that nobody's (laughs) expecting, because once I know that's there already, it kind of takes the surprise factor out of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the only way I can, can compare it and this has nothing to do with each other is when in the first saw, at the end of the first saw, you find out that Jigsaw has been laying on the floor the entire time. And mm-hmm. e- at the end, everybody's like, oh, my God, he was there the whole time. And it's this huge reveal with this huge surprise and nobody expected it. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you know what that surprise is, it's hard for the buildup to come back when you rewatch it. So like Sean's like, I really want to get it. And I'm like, OK, I could watch it again, but I'm not going to enjoy it as much as I did the first time because I already know what the big twist is. You know, it's, yeah, it's, no, no. It's, I mean, some people. Like that. Some people want to see it again and again because they want to see when that surprise is revealed, like how they all the, all those parts that connected to mm-hmm. get to that big reveal, like how it all made sense. Like going back, oh, all right, if I watch this again, now that I know what the big reveal is, like when you watch like a movie like uh, Usual Suspects, I'm thinking like The Sixth Sense, like that okay. was like that was the biggest mm-hmm. one you would see. You saw in the beginning of that movie that that the uh, uh, Bruce Willis's character dies. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's in the movie as a psychiatrist right. for this boy, and the boy sees him, but nobody else acknowledges him there. But you think that they, like, some of them are just assholes, or just they're not, like, uh, you know, yeah. they're right. not, like, you know, not acknowledging him. His wife got, they got into a fight or something like that, and that's why the whole dinner thing never, their anniversary dinner never happened. And then all of a sudden, you realize that he's he's actually dead, and mm-hmm. you're like, because he, you know, right, he's like, ice. <gasps> yeah. So then you see it again, and you go, all right, now that I know that he is dead, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's confirmed that like, and then you go, okay, all right, now that's why that, that that's right. what that's there. That's no, I, mean, what I definitely get what you're saying about mm-hmm. if you rewatch something, sometimes the pieces of the puzzle fit a little bit better because mm-hmm. you've already seen it, so you're not focusing so hard on this big climactic thing to happen. You can kind of forget that that happened and piece them together. The accountant's not really like that though. It was really easy to like follow why everything was happening. And you're like, okay, I get this. There's not really any kind of big mystery. Mm. I mean, other than a couple things that happened where you're like, oh. Yeah. But it explains that as it goes. You know, like you can you can figure that out before the big moment happens, which is exactly what Sean and his dad did. You know, what I mean, because it explained everything so well, 
it wasn't surprising. It was only a surprise because I didn't figure it out. But it was really easy for them to go, okay, we see this is coming. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, like the movie starts open with like what looks like a a big gun battle of sorts. Mm. And it never really goes back to that. But then through the course of the movie, J.K. Simmons' character tells you everything you need to know, not only about that, about who Ben Affleck is, has relationship with it, it. It was like this big like, oh, okay, you see, like he kind of tells you how to connect the dots. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. Now, for me, the reason why I'd watch it again and again is because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Ben Affleck fan. Mm-hmm. So to see him in roles like that, I think he, I, I like watching him as an actor. And I like the hand-to-hand combat stuff. You know, when it does get action-oriented, I like the action. So I'm like, this is a movie I could watch over again because he really does like, he captivated me on screen just his mannerisms and his and his tics and and when he gets to be you know a fighter you know it's like oh that's like that's probably one of the reasons why i liked him as batman because he's a, you know like he's so big and so like he it looks like he tosses people around like yeah. nothing mm-hmm. and i'm just going I, I can almost see that because of his size in this movie mm-hmm. and how cold he is when he actually has to go through and with a gun and how very John Wickish as far as making sure that you are down for good and whether it's either by my hand or by a pistol, it's it's just like wow, it's really really good. And it kind of it does lead it off. There is actually a nice little PS about autism, which I really like too. Yeah. It kind of it was like okay, you know what? The good good for them. It wasn't just used as a we're going to make a movie about this because it's it's you know. It's good on us. It mm. actually kind of flowed with the story and it ended with like a good for them. I'm glad they yeah. said that because, you know, it, it was just, you're like, I kind of want to see a sequel. Like I do. I'm going to see him because it left off. It, they could make a sequel, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have the impact as the first one. It wouldn't be like the accountant to the second ledger. You know, yeah. it, there's there's nothing there really to this plot kind of was it could be a one shot deal but mm. you could pull him in but i think it's a, a trick you can only pull once yeah you know but it was it was i i really enjoyed it i thought it was really a lot of fun okay you know? right. there was a there was a pre some good previews okay uh Aflex coming out with a new movie it's it's limited it's it's the oscar movie i call it it starts off by the director of Argo in the town it's like this gangster movie where he obviously plays the lead gangster right. it comes out like around Christmas time, mm-hmm. limited release, and then uh, worldwide in like beginning of January. So I'm like, yeah, almost two weeks later. Yeah, I'm like Oscar movie. Nice. They're gonna try to squeeze throw that in before Oscar season. So hopefully people remember it because he did win an Oscar. He didn't win an Oscar for Argo, but it, uh, or Argo won Best Picture, but he didn't get Best Director because he wasn't nominated. Nominate, right. So it's one of those like, hey, remember that guy you liked in Argo? He's doing another movie, huh? Huh? You know. There was, a, and of course, they did Doctor Strange, and then there's a uh, Will Smith movie coming out called um, Oh. Oh, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, it, I just know that I want to see it. <laughs> it's it's very. I'm going to say to me, it reminded me very Christmas Carolish. Mm. He is a guy who loses uh, his looks like he loses his child, and he's been writing these letters to death, love, and time, life. and life, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're manifested into real people talking to him. And but it's not like a comedy; it's very serious. Like Helen Mirren looks like he, she plays de- death, and then and Michael Pena's in, Pena's in it. Mm. And uh, 
Edward Norton did. It looks like it's a very heavy. It looks like a tearjerker. I'm not gonna lie. Look, looking at it that, does. I'm going. I'm gonna cry. Like, <laughs> I, you know, but yeah. it's very like these three are manifested. Right. And start talking to him, and, and he doesn't like it. Yeah, like he's been writing these letters that'll just like drop in the mailbox, and then finally, like life, death, and love come to him, and they're trying to teach him stuff, and he's very like, um, he doesn't want to hear it. He's like, I've just been writing these letters, but I don't want to like I, I they were it was just a self expression form to me. Mm. Like I don't want to learn anything from right. y'all. I just wanted to write it to get it out, you know? Mm. And he's very um standoffish about listening to them. And they're definitely not the only one that looks like he may be happy ish is the guy that plays life. He's real young and kind of yeah. peppy and but both even love seems like she's kind she's like, You need me in your life. You're going to need me. You're never going to have a happy life unless you embrace love, mm. you know? But, so even she's kind of angry-ish. Yeah. And, you know, Hel- she- and when Helen Mirren sits down next to him and she's like, yeah, I'm dead. I'm like, I got to say it. Because <laughs> she, I love her. Yeah. And she's very like, yeah, not many people get a face-to-face time with death. Pleasure to meet you. Like, you're <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to see it. But it does right. seem very like, oh, the universe kind of when you have those questions about love and loss and life and what's the point of it all mm. here is there's a manifestation going this is why it's all worth it and i know i'm gonna be bawling my eyes out like a little bitch going it was so beautiful <laughs> so be prepared for me to kind of in a future because it comes out early december okay you know yeah the 16th yeah so it's gonna be one of those like <laughs> and I cried like a little Niagara Falls, Frankie. Ooh. You know, I get a feeling. Oh, that's a bad date. I get a feeling it's going to be one of those like, she's going, oh, I loved it. And I'll be like, I cried like a little girl. No, I am a crier when it comes to movies. Uh-huh. Like, they will just jerk me around. I get mad at them sometimes. Like, y'all, y'all didn't have to do that to me. <laughs> y'all didn't have to do that. I would have enjoyed it just as much. Y'all did not have to make me cry in front of all these people. My makeup is all messed up now. <laughs> Fuck you guys, right? <laughs> But I'm still really interested in. I gotta set myself up for it. Yeah. So we're probably both. We're just gonna bring a box of tissues to the theater with us. All right. We're just gonna bring a box of tissues. Well, you know, the week that weekend is right. No, what weekend is it? That's Star Wars weekend. Oh, so I'm gonna cry for other reasons too. Yeah. Like oh, Darth Vader is back. <laughs> 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 uh, I cried myself into a coffin fit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So well, besides all that. What's hitting the? Oh, you want to do that now? I mean, we can if you want. Okay, I mean, we, can we don't try have and go to. This quickly. I mean, it's about seven here, so I figure. I mean, you want to go take a break now? We can take a break now and come back. Um, up, it's up to you. You're the one driving the show. I'm just the the, the navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him. I'm just the navigator. I really think that Ed's the driver and the navigator. You're that person that points out the window and you're like, "Ooh, look, look over there." Let's turn this funny. Look, 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 look. I know you're doing all the work, but look over here. This is really funny. That's your that's your part. All right. So then, Ed, would you like to? Uh... Yeah, let's, let's take a break and then come back and we'll do the uh, release week some nerd news. And uh, all right. Do you have any video game reviews you want to tease at all um, or now? Not really. I mean, okay. nothing really. Uh, nothing really expensive. Expensive. <laughs> nothing expensive. I bought a cheap game and it wasn't really that good. <laughs> so I'm really not gonna talk there. about it. I mean, I think there might have been one on the lit that wasn't on the list last week that I saw. I was surpri- kind of surprised that I saw. It was. Uh, did you mention Prototype and Prototype Two coming out? In, uh... No. No, yeah, it was okay. on the list for uh, for for GameStop. Yeah, okay, because uh, that's where we get it from. GameStop, Power of the Players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, if anybody who's a fan of Power um, Prototype and Prototype Two, 
the high def those games and put it for the PS4 and Xbox One. And my first reaction was, really? <laughs> those two? Out of, out of all the games in your like, I didn't think it was that big of a seller to start off with. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing both those games and enjoying them, but I'm not like, let's go revisit those two games. Well, you know, that's the thing, because last week we did discuss Prototype because we were talking about J.J. Abrams maybe doing a Prototype movie uh, because he's associated with that company that makes Prototype and uh, okay. Half-Life. So they, they were the movies that were might be coming out. So that might be the reason why they might be generating some interest in those games again to see if it's enough to warrant a movie. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lo- that's good logic, Ed. The driver and the navigator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we guess we'll see you when we get back about, say, uh, 20 minutes. Uh, 25 minutes. All right. 25 minutes. We'll see you right back. We'll see you in a bit, folks. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that first half of the show. And as promised, I have bonus stuff. Oh. So, yeah, in the um, plethora of binge-watching television, um, we decided to, when we were watching Skin Wars, there was a show, they always say, like, hey, if, you're watch- if you like this, why don't you try that? Yes. And it was a show called Steampunked. And I'm like, all right, let's check it out. Right. I, I put it on the list, and then she, one day she decided to, to watch the first episode. And, again, it's one of those contests, mm-hmm. um, except... I was thinking more of fashion. Okay. Okay, this is actually more of world of, um, meaning that it's a contest, right? Okay. And the host, who I've never, don't even know who this woman is, Mm -hmm. hey, pretty Asian girl, come on down. Right. You can be the host of our new show, Steampunked, right? Yeah. You know, and it's, they're in this big giant studio, right? Mm -hmm. And in that studio, there is like a house motif behind Mm -hmm. them with these individual rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently the contest is two teams of, I think, eight, of four each. I okay. Think, four or five each. Um, or maybe six and six, because it usually have to be 12 to break yeah. it up evenly. They have to come up with a steampunk theme room. Okay. You know, like this house is going to be steampunk in in a universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they take the 12 people, and one could be... You're already like you're bored with it already. No, 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 no. There's something else going on that you know. I'll, I'll deal with it later. Oh, the chewing. Yes, <laughs> and the bag. The bag. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it on mic, so I don't know if you can. I, I no, you can't hear it on mic, but I can hear it in my head. Oh, <laughs> and it drives, it's driving me a little batty right now. So. <laughs> That's me. Sorry about. It. I wasn't gonna. You know, I just I I didn't really want to bring it up on air. I just wanted to. You know, I would have politely said. You know. You know, said something along the lines of, "Can you not do that while we're recording?" But <laughs> apparently, Sean just went out right I, out there. I have no filter, especially when it comes to my girlfriend. Okay. She said she will not eat any more chips. Most people may not be able to hear her. I'm like, no. <laughs> so anyway, um, so like now the teams are broken up into, like I said, two teams. Okay. And they kind of, they all come from various steampunk backgrounds. Like one was like a planner of, um tchotchkes and stuff like hey i make this gun using steampunk stuff and one person's uh, a clothes you know may make steampunk clothes mm-hmm. and like i said going in i thought it was gonna be more in the clothes article stuff like right. hey make steampunk cosplayers yeah i didn't realize they were gonna be doing like hey like the first episode was you're gonna design a kitchen and the kitchen has to be steampunk theme where it has to be a function a semi-functioning room in this house mm-hmm. and it has to look steampunk has to have a backstory to fit the theme that you're doing mm-hmm. and also has a um, uh, I always forget the name of the guy <sighs> oh, fuck 
block. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe it. You know, remember when you play mousetrap? Yes. You know how you drop the ball here and it's got this long thing going. It, the name of a, of uh, a Goldberg. Yes. Uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg. Right. Okay, has to have some sort of Rube Goldberg machine incorporated into this kitchen. Right. Can be anything as long as it's something that you'd think would be simple to do that you have to have a convoluted expense, you know, like a wacky stuff to do to just make something small. Appear. Right. So the judges are um, some guy who I think writes for a steampunk. I, I, honestly, these people were so... <laughs> some guy with a weird mustache, some well, girl you know with... <laughs> you, were, you were actually kind of close. <laughs> The first guy they introduced, I don't remember his name, but apparently he writes like a, a steampunk mag for a steampunk magazine or a book. I don't hey. know. The second one was a model. Her name was Kato. And the reason why, the only reason why I remember her name is uh, Beautiful Blonde. I didn't know it was British, but I, I, ironically enough, was a fan of her Facebook page before I even saw the show because I do like her modeling stuff, yeah. right? And then the third guy was supposed to be like the father of the steampunk movement altogether. He's the guy who wrote like the rule books for the, the role-playing stuff and... He, you know, she comes out and she's in like the. For those people who don't know, which if you don't know what steampunk is, why are you listening to the show? <laughs> um, but it could be your first time. You yeah, know, I'll introduce you into the steampunk world. Imagine Victorian era London mm -hmm. with the modern equivalent. It's as if someone from the early the late nineteenth century, okay, was asked to create something that would be they think somebody in the year 2000 would do. Mm -hmm. um, and since steam was mostly the main, you know, they had steam engines and, and steamboats and stuff like that, since steam was the main idea behind most of the working mechanics at the time. Well, you you, you can get some examples like a Wild Wild West, the, uh, uh, the Will Smith, Smith movie, movie. Uh, which no one saw, so that's a good example. It's, it's, it's a steampunk-esque kind of uh, movie. Uh, Sucker Punch, which again is probably another movie nobody really saw, <laughs> is another steampunk kind of style. Like uh, when they're fighting the uh, Germans, it's at, at there. That's a kind of steampunk style. I, I know what the uh, uh, Hellboy, the first Hellboy, the the villain uh, that uh, didn't say anything. That was steampunkish. Okay, the way, the way he would do, do the different gears, he would he would. Uh, Twist okay. on his suit and do different okay. things. Okay, and I would say that the Golden Army after that, the second one had a lot of steampunk That's elements. That's yes, to it. yeah. And, and picture anything with a lot of gears mm. and a lot of steam pipes. Well, you, you, the best way you, you kind of the more of the example is to say like somebody from today's society got traveled back in time in the eighteen hundreds, and they want to make modern things, but the only thing they have available is the technology of that time, which was steam engine style devices right like you would see like people dressed up in like the top hat and towels but they would have like a monocle and like it'd be their arm instead of being robotics it's to help them move it'd be like a um i would say like a steam powered um piston yes to help move their arm right you know um a good, another good example is probably some doctor who stuff uh, yeah. you know um but the this guy, the third judge, is apparently the guy who kind of created the the rules of the world. Okay, and he had like, exactly look what I said, like an, a like a a mocked up arm with mm -hmm. a a piston attached to it. Right. Usually, like I said, a lot of gears, a lot of monocles, a lot of like you know, like I said, if Jack the Ripper wore something steamy, <laughs> you know, like you would have a. Um, uh, well, I would say this thing is like imagine, imagine a guy like okay, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh -huh. Okay, take 
Gary Oldman's Dracula when he was young in the top hat and the then the and the goggles. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he creates like say a flying blimp using steam and balloons. Yes. You know that's kind of like a steampunkish kind of thing. Like like a boat, like a, almost like a ship. Yes. And the big huge balloons floating <clears throat> this ship, and then there's these uh, wings that would expand out and kind of flap a little yes. bit, so it would keep stable and then fly across the, yeah. the planet. Like in the Golden Compass, had <clears throat> that a movie, another movie okay. that nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a lot of those examples. A lot of great examples of things no one saw. <laughs> um, so their first design was to do a kitchen. Yeah, and you know, of course, like your typical game show came. One of these shows of this type, mm-hmm. you see the people knocking heads and who steps up, like, I nominate myself as leader, and yeah. then you see them fall apart. And it was it was kind of mediocre. The only redeeming thing about it was, obviously, I love when people throw each other in the bus kind of thing, <laughs> but there was a kid in, in the... Oh my Heroes God. of Cosplay. Heroes of Cosplay. Why can I not for the life of me remember that name of that show? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because it didn't really leave much of an impact on me. <laughs> That's right. Um, there was a guy who dressed to steampunk and designed his own clothes. His name was Tristan. Mm-hmm. Young kid. Um, he was actually on one of the teams. Unfortunately, he was the first one to leave. Spoiler. Yeah. He was the first one booted off the thing. Now, in in all fairness, I think he was thrown on a bus because the leader of their team, JW, was he, when they were designing this room... Mm-hmm gave Tristan the job of doing the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. He has no experience in it. So his design was basically a meat grinder that made meat patties. That was it. So okay. it was like you grind it up and then um one of the girls created like took a bird cage and made like a, a robot helmet so that so that ironically enough it was Tristan in there presenting to be the robot. Yeah. And JW had this kind of he was like the the, the leader of the uh, group you know, and I use air quotes because he was like oh, I'll be the leader because I've had this experience and then there was a girl on the team of course didn't like his ideas like paid no attention to her and she was like <laughs> why is he paying attention to me because I'm just as valid as he is because her big <laughs> thing was she's designed these mechanical butterflies that you uh, you crank with your hand uh-huh. right and it makes the butterfly f- flap its wings right. but again it's very rudimentary of like hey here's a metal rope metal butterfly on a post that is attached to a wheel that when you spin that wheel makes the it's steampunk looking i'm not gonna lie right right now i mean i i mean like if, if you were thinking of a rube goldberg machine it would be probably i would like i don't know what they would get as as stuff like did they go out to go out and buy stuff well or they had they... what's called the um punk yard yeah which is a junkyard of just shit like when they designed the robot helmet, like the the head piece, uh-huh. it was part cage, part old PC. Okay. So there was a lot of mechanicals and a lot of gears and a lot of grimy looking stuff that you can take apart and use those pieces to create their the look of the of the room because okay. you had to paint the room, design the room, give the story a back, give the room a backstory. Like, okay. like theirs was like, whoa, outside is poisonous, so they have things around here that reminds them of nature, and that's why the girl was able to incorporate her butterfly thing because, right. and you know, because that's what she was known for. She was known for making those machines, but the guy kind of poo pooed her any kind of idea that she had. He's right. like, you go make that, and we'll design this, and then give Tristan the the Rube Goldberg machine. With yeah. the kids like. I make clothes. Like I don't. I can make gadgets, but I can't do a. I, I, I don't. Have, I don't have the experience. Design, yeah. And the other team started off as a hot mess. Like their leader was like, "Okay, well, we're just kind of wing it." 
we'll just the idea will form before we even st- we'll just start building stuff and we'll have we'll work the idea out and the one girl was just like well, but no like right. that that that's not good like um i have experience in doing these kind of things and their idea was i forget what the world was in there but their idea was that their um robot would turn a crank uh-huh. and hit a button and then up from the floor up from the floorboards or from the countertop yeah. would be breakfast yeah so there was more of a, a cohesive idea for the Rube Goldberg machine because uh-huh. it did you had you had to do two or three steps and then the tabletop opened up and then up comes the breakfast so it it worked right. and their team won but here's the part that I thought was like oh my god what a slap in the face you have the three judges, and the judges are, we need a story, we need a look, and we need the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. Right? So when they go around, you know how they do it in all those shows, like they come over and check out the team. So what are you doing? Blah, blah, right. blah. They're talking about, they bring up the Rube Goldberg machine, and JW is like, yeah, well, we don't really have really much of an idea, but I figured, you know, who cares? Like, it was almost, we make two of you happy, we'll be fine. Oh, wow. And it was like, really like, oh. Like, even, it was like, wow, it's kind of pretty ballsy. And sure enough, that's what bit the team on the ass at the back because it was like when you got to see the tr- three judges kind of deliberate on who they thought, Yeah, two of them were like, well, it looks stylish. It looks great, stylish. And the guy's like, had a great backstory. And the one guy was like, well, the Rube Goldberg decided that I wanted, apparently you guys don't care about. <laughs> you know? right. and, and, and in the end, like I said, that was a losing team. But then when they asked, like, who do you think should go home, everyone's like, well, two of the three, I think, people were like, uh, JW. And then a couple people, JW, of course, said Tristan. And Tristan's like, well, I was just taking my cues from JW, who didn't even seem to care. So he should be the one that goes. And I was like, I kind of believe he's right. You know, yeah. you're giving the kid who doesn't have any experience in it the most, the most important job, and you're not willing to help him. It was I delegated everything. Yeah. So it was like it's not my fault if it fails because I gave it to him. It's his. You know, there was no accountability from his perspective. Right. Which is the reason why the team lost, but also it was unfortunately the reason why Tristan got kicked off. Wow. You know, and it was just like watching the episode. I was like, there was nothing really. I didn't like the idea of like, okay, well now that's this week's room. Now next week's room is probably gonna be a bedroom or a bathroom or. I'm like, and I guess at the end they're supposed to have like a, a house, but they're not. You didn't see them living anywhere, like at least with like um, shows like Skin Wars uh-huh. or any other of those competition shows. They're always together in a group, right? Like you know, they get to yeah. hang out. And in the first episode, I don't know if they have a house that they're living in to right. to work together. Or it's just like, like face off. They have a, a separate area that's a, a house that they all live in. Yes. That they share, and they have conversations that they tape and they they show like, yeah. the natural reaction of what people are doing. And you really do get an insight of what they who they are as an artist. Right. You know what they can do, what they can't do, and they talk about different designs and and they they really like they want to help each other out. And in the most part, because if they're on the same team. Yeah, they want to kind of move propel forward. Now, if it's single, I mean, a lot of them are still helpful to each other in in face off. Now, based on this show, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it. You know, I mean, like as you said that, I'm like, well, I came up with like like an idea already for Rube Goldberg machine, but it's like I don't know how much time you have to build it, and like uh, it was quite a number of hours because you had to take a blank canvas and kind of not only paint but also build, design clothes for that room. Mm-hmm. Like you, three days. Three days, according, okay. according to the my right. lovely girlfriend Stacy over there on the sofa. 
it was three days. Okay. So you figure you had enough time to actually be able to, because you actually had to build some of the stuff by hand almost. Like they gave them like, not by hand, like hammer and nail, but they actually had like work rooms and like for saws and, and they had right. machines. Work, to workshops. Make, to yeah, work were, out, yeah. Real workshops, but ultimately in the end, it's a room that they got to paint and design and, and clothes. It's like, well, how can you create a clothing style? Like, because both teams I thought kind of, cheated a little bit by having someone wearing a mask i am a robot here i am doing this yeah. i'm like all right i guess it's because of the you know the style they were trying to get but i'm mm-hmm. like uh, all right <laughs> I, I just after excuse me after seeing the episode i really didn't have any excuse me again didn't really feel like having any uh desire to see the second episode i mean maybe because i'm not really a big steampunk fan i mean i like some of the styles right. and stuff but I, I honestly thought it was be more like, hey, we're all fashion designers. I would have liked to see more clothes and more cosplaying than more real-life applications for steampunk. Because, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound too exciting. But that's the thing. I mean, like, you, you, you think of a style like steampunk, and you're like, well, what can we do with it? You know, And then you know, somebody comes up with the idea of, well, the functionality of it. Because that's generally what it comes down to. It. I mean, like, when you see these cosplayers, some of it is fake. You know, but sure. but a lot of the stuff that they design actually works. It's like this, like the arm stuff and all that stuff that can yeah. like work. They they f- figure out the 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 uh, engineering of it and some of the physics of it, and they they come up with a design that actually functions on them. It's like a functioning piece on their arm or wherever they're on their body that they they can use as a as a gag or a gimmick to right. you know. Look at me, you know. That's it. Right. Because I mean, I mean, I've, I've, I know some stunk steampunk people, and it's generally like, it's like I, because I'm like, what do you guys do? Like, you know, and it's just like a lot of parties. And so they, like, they have a steampunk party, and it's right. people dressing up in this Victorian era style with the steampunk. Like, don't get me wrong. I find the style beautiful. Yeah. That is the reason why I'd be more interested in seeing what clothes styles they come up, what what parts and like functionality of of costumes they have, like. I'll I'll be like, oh my god, that is actually pretty badass. That is pretty cool. I don't need to see like a a rudimentary, you know, like drink dispenser that's supposed to fill with absinthe. You know, like yeah, like, you know, like hey, here's how we sip our cups. All right, that's kind of cool and all, but I'd really rather see you kind of design yourself from head to toe into a, a a embodiment of the steampunk world. Like, it's great you build this house. Ooh, that's great. Like yeah. it, it just seemed like uh, I mean, if I was maybe more in the steampunk stuff, maybe I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is my show! This is awesome!" I just look at it as more of like an 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 offshoot of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, "Oh my god!" But I mean, if there's people who and again, not I mean, I grew up on Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm not taking away anything from that group. But it just seems to be like you have the Dungeons and Dragons group and the steampunk group because it's like, hey, let's go into the past. But what if they thought about the future? Like, it's, yeah, uh, all right, you know, like even when in Skin Wars they had something about they had to do something steampunk related mm-hmm. on the body, and their major challenge was what if somebody from today had to incorporate steampunk for what they thought the future was going to be? Yeah. So like there was like a lot of day glow stuff and like tubing and, and like the one girl did like a, a green fairy type thing which was really badass. It was it was cool, but I mean it was. It was like, all right. I mean, I didn't really, nothing there to hook me in that first episode. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, we're going to pass on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Oh. And well, there you have it. I mean, that's, you got anything to add there, right? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I haven't seen the show. I mean, I'll, I'll, the only thing I, I'm, it, it's kind of interesting. They've seen you may, probably made it more interesting sounding than it actually is. <laughs> but the, the idea is because like, I'm always like wondering, like, what do you guys do with it? I mean, it, it's a cool design to to incorporate. I mean, like some of the art's beautiful and the the design of it all. But I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just like it's it's just, it's just like it's costume, dressing. It's costume dressing, and that's like. Well, it's neat, you know, but I know there's groups out there that like kind of sure I, I mean, live like a lifestyle almost in that way, but not like all the time. Right. But like they they can go into another world and, and release sure. themselves from from I mean, today's society. It's got to be pretty good for engineers. Yeah, you know, I mean, any kind of person who who loves the the Victorian era clothing, mm-hmm. right up there. So if you can meld the two of them together if you're an engineer who likes Victorian era clothing mm. or that that time period like I, how many times did I talk how much I loved um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate because of the time that it was in yeah I love that Victorian era time any any movie that takes place I'm always kind of interested in because of visually I like mm-hmm. but then to incorporate some engineering design behind it like hey if you turn this crank this unlocks this or here on my arm I have this ste- this you know this pivot that works with this or mm. my cane works this way yeah. you know or I have like you know they always do the the leg brace thing too which is kind of cool mm-hmm. you know or like hey half my face is this but I have a monocle attached to my eye and there's these gears that fold into place yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> well there you have it folks there's part one All right. uh, in part two we will bring you the news we yes. bring you releases of the week. Yes. We'll talk video games. Ooh. I also have uh, something that I want to add beginning of part two. Uh-huh. And I know you're going to, you're bringing another article. Yes. To the end of part two. Mm-hmm. So we know you have that to look forward to. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> if you do want to catch a show live, you can on Sunday nights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And as always, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed or anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can just contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. We'll see you in part two. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.